Welcome to the podcast from Trinity United Methodist Church in Ruston, Louisiana. Our prayer is that God uses this time to speak specifically to you, regardless of where you are on your faith journey. We'd also like to invite you to worship with us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.45, either in person or online at www.trinityruston.org. Thanks for listening. So, on Sunday morning, the church is run by the booth. Did you know that? Yes, first service I ever preached was my senior year of high school. It was a Sunday morning after my senior prom. Yeah, I went to the senior prom. It's not really good sermon preparation. But our services were broadcast too, and the preacher told me, Doug, no matter what happens in the service, there's a clock on the back wall. And you have to preach until that clock reaches 12 noon. We did the youth anthem, the youth offering, the youth hymn, the youth scripture reading. I walked in the pulpit and looked at the clock on the back of the wall and it said 11.10. (laughs) I made it to 12.10. The booth has already told me I've got 10 minutes. So there will be great rejoicing. I know no such thing as a bad short sermon, okay? I understand. Our lesson this morning comes from the book of Galatians, Galatians 4, verses 4 through 7. Hear these words from the Apostle Paul. But when the fullness of time had come... God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. I met Jack when I pastored the church outside of Baton Rouge. Jack was, when I met him, retired. He had spent 40 years working for Exxon at the big chemical plant there in Baton Rouge. He basically was a pipe fitter those 40 years. Jack told me a story that he had come to Baton Rouge to attend a college known as Louisiana State University. He was going to major in mechanical engineering. He arrived at LSU in the fall of 1941. And in December of 1941, his And so many young American men's plans were changed. Jack volunteered for the United States Navy. He spent five years in the Navy before returning to Baton Rouge. He said he had a wife And it just doesn't seem that a college education and a degree in mechanical engineering was in his future. 
Yet he told the story with great hope. He told the story as a sign that God had been with him. Toward the end of my time at that church, Jack came up to me one Sunday and he said, Preacher, you're not going to believe this. What, Jack? Preacher, I'm a millionaire. Jack? Congratulations. How did that happen? He said, my brother. My brother who never married. My brother who was a mechanical engineer. Sadly, recently passed away. And I was his only relative. And he left it all to me. Doug, I'm a millionaire. Aren't families great? Yes, they are. And I hope this Christmas you rediscovered or discovered anew how great families can be. How wonderful it is to have multi-generations running around your house. Someone asked me to describe my Christmas, and I said it was loud, very loud. I opened toys that I could only imagine. We've got more remote-controlled stuff running around that house in Gibson right now. Do not come to my house. You will be run over. We have Legos. Yes, they opened the box of Legos. And last night, I was going to get a glass of water, and I found one. But it's a joy to have family. Even for those of us who don't have have children, it's a joy to adopt kids. It's a joy to have extended family of nieces and nephews. And that was Paul's message to the Galatians. You're God's family. You belong to God. You have been adopted as a child of God. You have been set free from the, the rigors of legalism and Judaism. And that was the controversy the Galatians were dealing with. The, the Jews were trying, and, and the church were trying to drag the Gentiles into full Judaism. And Paul says, for freedom, Christ has set you free. You're a child of God. On Friday, the year of our Lord, 2021, begins. Are you going to live the year as a child? Are you going to live the year as a child of the King? That no matter what befalls us, what happens to us, what we're dealing with, we understand that we're God's children. That we're loved of God, we're blessed of God. We have been set free with the kingdom of God to live in the richness and fullness of being a child of God. Paul said, the Lord has been your guardian. The the law, excuse me, the law has been your guardian. The law has been your custodian. The law has built a barrier around you to protect you so that when you were fully matured, when you understood being a child, You could assume your role as a child of God. You've been adopted 
by the King of Kings. Adopted. You are an heir of Christ Jesus. All that is his is yours. Do you live with that richness, with that fullness, with that knowledge that as a child of God, you live not so much with rules, but with relationships? There's a um, hallway back in the back here, and on the hallway, there is the rogues gallery. That's what we preachers call the pictures of the former pastors. And I walk by and stare at those former pastors because I go all the way back to Doug McGuire with people I knew personally. There are other people that I've served or pastors that I've served the same churches they did. But one stands out, the first pastor I worked for and served with in the Methodist church was Burl Moreland. Burl's picture is back there. And when Burl was here at Trinity, I was in Arcadia. So I spent a lot of time coming here, talk to Burl and sharing stories. When I started out with Burl Moreland, Burl was a senior saint in our annual conference. And I was a budding young associate pastor. And I went to him and I said, okay, what is it you want from me? How do I serve with you? What are your rules? Because I'd worked with other ministers before and we ministers have rules. And Burl's blessing to me was, he said, you are just as ordained as I am. Go and do the work of God. And it was a powerful blessing to know that we served in the church and we worked with each other because we were ordained, we were called of God, and we were equals. The honor I had in my life is that when Burl retired from Trinity, he came to work for me down in Baton Rouge as my associate pastor. Relationships transform lives. Relationships transform children. Relationships transform dynamics in the office. It's about our relationships. It's about relating to one another out of Christ. It's about relating to one another as a child of God, as one born and created in the image of God. Oh, my prayer for us is that in 2021, we will claim our role and our rights as children of God. That we will learn what it means to call out, Abba, Father. Are you living as a child? A child of God. Fred Craddock is credited with the story. That after ordering breakfast at a local restaurant, a couple waited for their meal, hoping to enjoy a few private moments together. But they noticed a distinguished-looking white-haired gentleman moving from table to table, visiting with the guests in the restaurant. And the professor leaned over and whispered to his wife, We came here to get away from crowds. I hope he doesn't come over here. But sure enough, the man stopped at their table. Where are you folks from? He asked in a friendly voice. Oklahoma, they answered. Great to have you here in Tennessee, the stranger said. 
What do you do for a living? I teach at a seminary, he replied. Oh, so you teach preachers how to preach, do you? Well, I've got a really great story for you. And with that, the gentleman pulled up a chair and sat down. At that point, the professor silently groaned and thought to himself, great, just what I needed, another preacher story. Pointing out the window, the man continued, you see that mountain over there? Not far from the base of that mountain, an unwed mother gave birth to a son. At age six, the mother had such a difficult time, she placed the boy in an orphanage. He had a hard life in those early years because just about every place he went, people would ask the same question. Young man, who's your daddy? At school, the boy often hid from his fellow students during recess and almost always sat alone having lunch because the question caused so much pain. He avoided going into local shops. Although he attended church regularly, he always arrived late and stepped out early. When he was about 12 years old, a new minister at the church gave his first sermon. And the benediction happened so fast that the boy got caught in the aisle and had to walk out with everyone else. When he reached the exit, the new minister, not knowing anything about the young man, put out his hand and put his other hand on his shoulder and asked, Son, who's your daddy? And some members of the congregation heard the question. They became deathly quiet knowing that the young man was embarrassed. By the sheepish looks on the faces of those within earshot, the minister realized his mistake and using the discernment that only the Holy Spirit could provide quickly recovered. Wait a minute, I see the family resemblance. You are a child of God. And with that, he placed his hand on the shoulder of the young man and said, boy, you've got a great inheritance. Now go and claim it. That young man was never the same again, the stranger continued. Whenever anybody asked him, who's your daddy? He'd answer, I'm a child of God. Isn't that a great story? The professor by then was genuinely interested and he responded, it really is. The older man walked away. As he walked away, he remarked, you know, if that new preacher hadn't told me I was one of God's children, I probably never would have amounted to anything. The professor, deeply moved by the experience, called his waitress over and asked, do you know who that man is? The waitress smiled and said, everybody around here knows that man. He lives just down the road. That's Ben Hooper, the former governor of the state of Tennessee. Brothers and sisters, you are children of God. You are a child of God. 
You are a brother and sister of Jesus Christ. You are an heir. As 2021 arrives, and we face whatever comes, live it as an heir of the King. Would you stand and pray with me? Father, we thank you that you've adopted us, that we call out Abba, Father, that in Jesus Christ you have made us worthy. You've forgiven our sins. You've allowed us to live with the freedom that comes with Christ. Oh God, forgive us when we live in poverty, for we are heirs of the King of Kings. We claim that and let that power sustain us as we move into the new year ahead. We pray in the name of Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Trinity Podcast. To find out more about Trinity, visit us online at www.trinityreston.org.